This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, and when he says good half of your week, he means the Thanksgiving half of your week. Ah, so excited. I love this holiday. And as much as I wish I was going to be with my family, this has got all of my favorite elements to it. And I'm really looking forward to it. Plus, you guys know me. I like to show off my baking skills. And there will be homemade cookies. And there will be apple crisp with vanilla ice cream. I'm such a weirdo, though. On Tuesday morning at the grocery store, I spent more time deciding which ice cream, which vanilla ice cream should go with the apple crisp. There's a lot of varieties of vanilla out there. And so that that was, it was an undertaking that kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, but also making this Mexican seven-layer dip. I've never done anything like this before, but they have an hors d'oeuvres table at this particular, uh, this particular family uh, where I'm going to spend my Thanksgiving. This is the same family that nearly saw me die on their, their office floor. Uh, we got a tweet actually on our last show. Amy, be careful. Don't choke on the shrimp at Thanksgiving this year. I, I mean, I can laugh about it now because I'm still alive. And I did tell the story and laugh about it last year at this time. But I, I was actually choking. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. It was a jumbo shrimp. And I guess I just thought that I was going to be able to. I didn't take a whole bite. I took a half a bite. But maybe my mouth isn't as big as what I think. <laughs> no, it, I thought it was going to go down smoothly with the cocktail sauce. And instead, it got lodged. And it was scary for a second there. And I was standing next to some people at the hors d'oeuvres table when the shrimp got lodged. And it, rather than reach out and grab someone to give me a pound on the back, I decided I would go away and die quietly and not ruin anyone's Thanksgiving. And so I literally left the room. I'm trying to breathe. I can't breathe. I literally left the room and walked into another room, their office, where there was no one at the time uh, perusing, walking around, walking through, and thankfully was able to get the shrimp, the piece of shrimp dislodged. Otherwise, they would have had a code blue on their office floor. So, yes, I, I do appreciate the one man who was listening who reminded me to be very careful with the shrimp.
So that's why I figured I'll do Mexican layer dip because no one's choking on refried beans. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not that I've heard of yet. Would you like to know the layers? Starts with refried beans. Then there are avocados. Really, avocados mixed with lime juice. So more like, a, oh my gosh, that scared me. I thought, what? what is that? It's a mariachi band. Um, there's avocados that will be spread over the top of the refried beans. That sounds challenging. Then there are layers of black olives and sour cream and the cheese. It's going to be, oh, I forgot about the diced tomatoes. I don't really know what order. I may just screw with the order. But yes, refried beans, which I don't love, but they're going to be disguised. And there's going to be layers of tomatoes, olives, avocado, sour cream, and cheese. Oh, it's going to be so good. The refried's going to be a good base. Also, taco mix. That's the other ingredient that my best friend said she makes with it. Uh, so, yes, I'm really excited. If it turns out terribly, guess what? It's coming to work on, uh, there won't be a lot of people here on Friday, but I'll be here Thursday night into Friday morning, and I'm just going to leave it here. And <laughs> let's, let's, uh, Let's hope that it's not a complete and total disaster, but I get nervous when I try something new. (laughs) We're asking you a couple of things. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? And we're getting amazing answers. I love it when we've got people out of their regular routine and we generally tend to to have new listeners that will tune in over the holidays and hear us for the first time. Uh, Again, out of their routines, they're driving, they're, they're working different shifts or they're off work and just staying up later or getting up earlier especially when they're traveling or it's holiday prep. Uh, And so if you're listening to the show for the first time, I say give it two weeks and you'll be hooked for better or for worse. That's on you. I can't really help you with your addiction after that. No, no, no. We always give you your fix. So you can find us on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on our Facebook page. We're asking you, what do you call it? Dressing or stuffing? In my family, well, my mom's side of the family. So I've got two sides of the family, right? Mom's side of the family is from Northeast Ohio, and we call it dressing. We've always called it dressing, even when it does go in the butt of the turkey. We are live. That sounds so attractive. We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh, my goodness, it's tossed. Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Kansas City. And off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone. Touchdown. Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. This should make you happy. We're amped up for week 12 in the NFL. It's the family, it's the friends, it's the food, it's the fun, it's the faith, it's the football, it's the fellowship, it's the football, it's more food, it's back to the football. Oh yeah, it's just Thanksgiving. It's what we do here in the United States of America. Many of us, not all of us, I don't want to pigeonhole the entire society, but it is my favorite holiday and I've discovered that Mac Jones and I are kindred spirits because he was asked, what food must be present and accounted for at the Thanksgiving table? I don't really care. I'm not super picky, so as long as they're food, you know, it's a good day, so <laughs> not super picky. 
We need that drop. As long as there's food, it's a good day. That actually appeals to both producer Jay and I. As long as there's food, and there's always food when I'm around, it's a good day. Josh Allen is looking forward to playing football on Thanksgiving, though I'm assuming after he burns his calories, he'll feel free to consume a large Thanksgiving dinner. Knowing that everybody's, you know, sitting at, at, at home, probably bellies full or about to get their bellies full uh, watching watching football. I remember that as a kid uh, the most, whether it was at our house or one of our friends' house, just, um, you know, eating as much as possible and, and watching the games. And, um, again, I'm was a huge fan of football. I'm still a huge fan of football, so I, I still remember watching those games as a kid. Oh, yeah. These are traditions that go way back, long before any of these players. Even Tom Brady was present on your TV on a Thursday. Now, the Buccaneers are coming off their bye, and Brady's talked about in the past that he doesn't always get the opportunity to spend time with his family on Thanksgiving. It's been one of the sacrifices he said he's made for birthdays and holidays. But I sense a kinder, gentler Tom Brady. Maybe it's it's about the division in his family now, the split with his wife, the fact that he really does want to create something special and traditions for his kiddos. I'm here on my 23rd season, you know, looking forward to finishing strong here after Thanksgiving and obviously with a lot of gratitude for the people that have made such a huge impact in my life and supported me throughout this amazing career. And, you know, I just want to be that for my kids. You know, I just want to be the best dad I could be. I like that. If that was the aim of all parents, this world would be a completely different place. I just want to be the best dad or the best mama that I can be. But there's always hope. It's never the end for you. Tom Brady has always talked about the importance of family, and that's even before he had kids. Remember, there's Tom Brady Sr. uh, and his mom, and he's got multiple sisters that he says taught him how to be a good man and raised him right. This was also part of the conversation with Jim Gray on their most recent edition of the Let's Let's Go podcast. My dad was always, you know, whatever I needed, you know, I think myself as a parent and being grateful, you know, during Thanksgiving, it's always time for family, you know, when you think about this holiday and, you know, the commitment that parents make and that my parents made to me in my career is unbelievable. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you think all the people along the way that enabled you. And like you said, how many years you played basketball and have been a part of the sport that's allowed you to be, you know, have this amazing life. And same for me. I remember being, I didn't start playing football until I was a freshman in uh, freshman high school. And I didn't even play. I was a backup quarterback on a team that went 0-7 or 0-8. Didn't even play and we didn't win a game. So I was very <laughs> <laughs> but my parents never thought when I kept playing, you know, they always said, no, you're going to, and mom, dad, I love football. I want to play. You can do it, son. You can do it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Tom Brady wasn't some world-class athlete that blew everybody away. Uh, I mean, he's, he's worked his arse off. And I, I think that should speak to a lot of people. I know now we are dazzled by the bling, but he's worked really hard and he's made a lot of sacrifices. I say all the time that if I knew the sacrifices in my personal life that I would have to make to to get to this point in my career where I've done 20 years in sports radio, if God showed me what was coming down the road, I, I would have given up and walked away. It's tough to be away from family for literally my entire adult life. It's tough to make those sacrifices. Um, and so I, I can at least identify with what Tom is saying. Um, and yet... He's got an element to him that's the boy next door because it wasn't handed to him and he wasn't expected to be some 
He wasn't Trevor Lawrence coming out of college, let's be fair. He wasn't Justin Fields. He wasn't, I mean, he wasn't any of the top flight quarterbacks. And yet he has remained relevant for 20 plus years because of how hard he works. So I appreciate that about him. Another quarterback who is also destined for the Hall of Fame is one Aaron Rodgers. He's not playing on Thanksgiving, but he is right now playing with a broken finger, according to his most recent interview on Pat McAfee. I've broken other fingers in the past. I played a you know a season, a stretch in college with my index finger, my throwing hand broken. I broke my pinky on, on both hands at various times, uh, cracked you know a wrist. Uh, non-throwing you know it's which makes certain things painful getting snaps or whatever but you know if I still feel I can go out there and throw it the way I throw it then obviously I'm gonna keep playing yeah right now he's listed as questionable pretty much every week going into the injury report and so far so good now the Packers still are trying to stockpile some wins they have the same number of wins as the Bears isn't that the team that drew his ire and his taunting last year at least the fans when he said, I bleeping own you, I've always bleeping owned you my entire life. Oh, well, I guess I shouldn't say they have the same number of wins. It's four and it's three for the Bears. But they're both in the same situation as in the basement of the NFC North. So, yeah, I've always bleeping owned you, but you're getting owned by the Vikings. So how do you feel about Dem Apples? And the Lions, actually, too. So, rut row. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We're going to talk about Cowboys and Giants because that's the middle game of the Thanksgiving slate. But for purposes of QB News, Dak Prescott was asked about Odell Beckham Jr. Apparently, OBJ is visiting, not sure what that means, in person or or electronically, with both the Giants the team that drafted him, and the Dallas Cowboys. But I refuse to call it the Beckham Bowl. That is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, according to Dak Prescott, there is mutual interest between the Cowboys and Dak and Odell Beckham Jr., and he's not holding back with his recruiting pitch. I definitely have sent some messages. I've uh, been a little back and forth, uh, just making sure he understands that, yeah, that, that we want him here and that. As I said before, I understand it's a business, uh, but right now I guess it's a who can recruit better. Um, and yeah, I don't know necessarily about what he's looking for when it comes to the numbers and long term and all that. Uh, but I know that we want him here and hoping all, it all works out. The main thing is that uh, uh, everybody uh, would agree with: uh, if you can improve this team right now, and it's within reason, you should do it. We've got a chance. I know I shocked many of you when I said on Trust Me Tuesday that the Cowboys are actually one of the teams that I trust. I like this formula. Their defense is stout. That Dan Quinn defense, he came back to stick with the Cowboys and pursue a dream. I think Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and the offense are in a good groove. I trust this Cowboys team. Now, they could let me down. They've let many Cowboys fans down in in recent memory. But I feel like they're battle-tested because of the NFC East. And this is a huge battle against the Giants that's coming up. So we'll get to that on this uh, this edition of After Hours later. Line them up. <laughs> later this hour. One more piece of QB news. The Panthers are... Starting over again at quarterback. How about this? Sam Darnold, team's third different starter in three weeks. Against the Denver Broncos. 
That's right. Bring it. I actually have the Broncos on my, as my starting defense on fantasy, and they were they didn't they got minus points last week uh, against the the Raiders. For heaven's sakes, minus points against the Raiders, minus two against the Raiders. Although I guess that's better than uh, I mean, at least they they went big or went home, right? Uh, the way that game played out. Graham Gano as a kicker had zero points. That was fantastic. I don't even know how I won. Anyway. You don't care about my fantasy team. Only to say that I'm thinking about keeping the Broncos defense. I went and searched for another defense that I could swap out. But against the Panthers and now Sam Darnold as their third starting quarterback, replacing Baker Mayfield, who had two picks on the last two possessions for the the Panthers against the Ravens in week 11. And even though this game is in Charlotte, I don't know. I might have to stick with the Broncos defense. That's tough. But you can usually count on Sam Donald for a couple turnovers. So I'd that'd say be it's cool. A good play. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see about that. I haven't quite made the decision. But yes, it's now Sam Donald. Come on down. You're up next on this edition of Carolina Panthers football. I'm not going to fall for that trap. <laughs> oh, Baker Mayfield. It's a literally a revolving door. You're in, you're out, you're up, you're down, you're injured, you're healthy. Hello. Now you're starting. Now you're not starting. I mean, Come on, it's really obvious why the Panthers are so bad. You cannot you cannot run an offense like this. They're just auditioning guys for next year. That's what it feels like. Anyway, when we come back, Matt Rule speaks openly, publicly, and I think with some humor and some candor about getting fired by the Panthers and what he's up to now and, and his hopes for the future. I liked it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A lot of time has, you know, um, passed here. We, you know, we have the record we have. And, uh, you know, again, there's different reasons that uh, go into that. Um, you know, I think that there has been progress um, of some sort, but look, we're just not getting over the hump, um, and uh, we got to get over the hump. 
A lot of us, you know, all love Matt Rule, Coach Rule, and, you know, from now it's Coach Wilkes that's in charge. So, you know, we, we get in a lot with Coach Wilkes and we, we get things rolling from there, you know, uh, taking it one day at a time with him, uh, laying a foundation and just trying to get moving, trying to get going. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Part of the reason why Matt Rule was not ultimately successful as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers is because of the revolving door at quarterback. We've talked about this. We've gone back and looked, and actually we've done this with the Indianapolis Colts too, uh, and, and there's the similarity. Frank Reich lost his job uh, in the middle of this season. There has been a nonstop cavalry of quarterbacks that has gone through Charlotte. It's impossible to have any type of consistency to your offense, it's impossible to find any rhythm or flow for any longer than, say, a quarter here, a half there, maybe a couple of games. But if you're constantly changing, this is one of my hard and fast rules for sports. Constant change equals constant losing. And I don't mean change as in the the various elements and surprises that are thrown your way when you're in the midst of a game. I'm referring to the way teams are run, the important positions. In in case of football, quarterbacks, head coaches, offensive coordinators, maybe even general managers, right? So the, the more that you change, the longer it takes you to find any kind of stability. Different voices, different systems, different terminology, different focus, different strategies. The more you change, the more difficult it becomes to win. And that's been the case now since Cam Newton. You remember what happened to him at the end of his Panthers tenure, not including last season. Uh, When he had the two injuries, 17 and 18, that really derailed the Panthers. And he was he was he's broken then. It kind of damaged goods. And I mean that physically. I don't mean that mentally or emotionally or anything like that. Come on, man. I'm actually a fan of Cam Newton's. And and so was Bill Belichick, but he he just couldn't throw the football anymore. And his body had been hit a lot. There's a lot of mileage and it just didn't hold up. So in 2018, Cam was replaced first by well, if you remember Cam Newton. Uh, He played most of the games, but he had a couple of games in which he was out, Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen. And then in 19, Cam was put on IR pretty early in the season, and it was Kyle Allen and it was Will Greer. Now, this was the end of Ron Rivera's tenure as the head coach. Okay, so now you're changing quarterbacks, you're using three different guys in 2019, and your head coach is getting fired, is on the way out. In 2020, Matt Rule is hired. It's Teddy Bridgewater. It's P.J. Walker. In 21, they trade for Sam Darnold. But that doesn't work. And so, and he got hurt too. They use Cam Newton again, which also was a failed experiment, and P.J. Walker. This season, I'm here on Wikipedia looking at this. Do you know they're going to have to add another line? Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker, and now once again, Sam Darnold. So going back to the last time that a quarterback started all 16 games, so it was 16 games and 17 in the year 17 for Cam Newton, we're talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different quarterbacks since 2018. Maybe the Panthers are trying to win. 
And I do believe they're searching for someone, anyone who will spark the offense and give them some rhythm. I know it's a pressure cooker. And I know David Tepper, who is the one that made the decision to fire Matt Rule. You hear him there as we begin this segment. I know that he is impatient as many owners are. And maybe Matt Rule wasn't the right fit. But how do you ever know when it's a revolving door at quarterback? It's a lot to ask of a team. It's a lot to ask of a coach. And so he becomes the fall guy. Even though, once again, the front office did a swing and miss on the quarterback. We're talking four years with four different starting quarterbacks to begin the season. Not to mention the number of guys they've cycled through. Three QBs in three weeks. That's not a recipe for success. And I think it's fairly obvious that's one big reason why they're not successful and also one big reason why Matt Rule got fired. But it was good to hear him on Good Morning Football Tuesday. He sounds like he's happy. He's moved past it and he's looking forward. It's been good. I mean, it's been hard. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. You know, I've been coaching for a long, long time. And so, um, you know, that part of it's hard. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, I have a chance now. I'm, I'm working on my my youngest daughter's jump shot. Um, yeah. Out there. That's my coaching Aww. right now. I mean, yeah. she is. How's it going? She's getting pretty legit. Is she? How old? She's seven. Nice. She's seven. And so she uh, she loves the time with daddy. And mm-hmm. you know what? Um, I spend a little time every day doing some football, yeah. uh, going back, watching tape, watching games. And uh, trying to do what all, all the great coaches I, that I know have done is you know, after you get fired, you know, going back and saying, hey, what could I do better? You know, getting ready for the next chance. Matt Rule with the Good Morning Football crew on NFL Network. I like what he had to say. Uh, we heard similar sentiments from Mike McCarthy after he was let go in Green Bay where he decided. Now, he, t- he took some time off, but then he decided that he would spend time every day. and He would really press into it, watching film with a group of coaches figuring out the role of analytics and how he could update his coaching style. And and sure, it was too late for Green Bay, but maybe it's not too late for Dallas. He spent so many hours. He talked about it. It's what he buried himself in. It's all he knew, of course. Now, he married a, a local woman in Green Bay and has kiddos, but he wanted to get back into coaching. That's who he is. He's a football coach. And Matt Rule feels the same way, and... As hard as it is, coaching his daughter, which, okay, maybe scratches the itch a tad, but doesn't really cause you to forget about it. And he's watching tape. I'm sure that's difficult. I'm sure that's challenging. Who wants to watch tape of how you failed? Or who wants to watch tape of other teams succeeding and other coaches who still have jobs? But that's how you get better. That's how you learn from your failure. And whether or not this was on him, it was a failure. He got fired. I really appreciate that he is willing to consider what he might have done differently and how things could have been different in Charlotte. I think when I look back at my time in Carolina, um, I look back on it fondly. I'll say that first. Um, You know, I I think I'll always take away from it that, that no matter what level you coach, when I've coached it, FCS, I've coached at Division Three. I've coached a group of five, Power Five, and in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It always comes down to relationships. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I could go back, I wish I would have done a better job in year one and year two of having really strong relationships with the players. And, I, you know, I can blame COVID and masks and all mm-hmm. those things, but... But, but last year, at the end of last year, I, I got together with Shaq Thompson. I got together with Christian McCaffrey. And you know what? I went back to just being you know, Coach Matt, you know, the guy that was coaching at Temple, the guy that was running around in T-shirt and shorts and having fun with it. And um, it didn't end the way I wanted it to, 
but I, you know, I'm proud I never lost the locker room. Mm. I'm proud that you know um, those guys. Those guys fought and stood up for me to the very end. And so, um, I hope I get another chance to coach. Mm. I hope that uh, you know I'll, I'll try to do some things better football wise. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, but uh, at the end of the day, relationships and players knowing, man, oh. that you'll you'll do whatever you can for them. That's the most important thing. That's who I've always been. It was great to get back to that. Just probably a little too late. Honest. Honest reflection, and he's had a lot of time to do that. It can be painful, but it can also be powerful to take a step back to figure out what you would have done differently and how you'll do it differently next time. And honestly, when you're in the middle of the pressure cooker and the rat race, you don't have time to stop and do that. This is how you get better, right? You, you, you think about it. You consider your mistakes. You implement changes. It's hard to admit it, no doubt, but he sounds good. I hope that Frank Reich is in that same space. According to Boomer Esiason, who's really good friends with Frank, they were college roommates at Maryland. Frank's in a good space too and also plans to continue coaching. But again, is that not the same thing with the Colts? How many starting quarterbacks have we seen in Indianapolis since Andrew Luck retired? It's not impossible because nothing's impossible, but it's damn near unlikely as close as you can be to utterly un anything. (laughs) I'm just, I'm, I'm grasping here. Kind of like the Panthers are doing with their quarterbacks. I think Baker's our quarterback. Uh, oh, this is so funny. I'm looking up at NFL Network, and right now they're talking about the same thing. I believe it's taped. I don't think it's live. But yeah, Tom Pelissero. So, yes, welcome back, Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's utterly unlikely. Nah. It's utterly unfathomable. Oh, there's a good one. Okay. It's Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Actually, for many of us, it's Wednesday now. Uh, and so it is, in fact, Thanksgiving Eve. And we're having fun talking about Thanksgiving themes. My, It's my favorite holiday, and I love all the Fs about it. <laughs> it, sounds so, it sounds so vulgar when I say it, but it's not. Family, friends, food, fun, faith, football, fellowship. What else is in there? Felines. Oh, how many of you have cats? That will attempt to sniff the turkey (laughs) on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) All right, coming up. Well, the other football. And then college football. Ooh, it's rivalry weekend for a lot of schools, a lot of conferences coming up on Friday. And then, of course, on Saturday, we've got the Iron Bowl that takes place this weekend. And maybe, just maybe, you've heard talk of the game between Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State is out for revenge. Jim Harbaugh's doing his thing. This is going to be one hell of a game between two and three. We're talking about a clash of the Titans. I'm really excited about it. So, yeah, great rivalry weekend to go along with Thanksgiving. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. (laughs) 
Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. With the majority of French fans after Australia took the lead. How about that, Robbie Still trying to take advantage. Bielik trying to shot. The Mexican fans go wild. Ochoa has done it again for his country in the World Cup. That's happened before. Touchdown. Look out here. Shot taken. Go! This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I don't know whether or not you're paying attention to the World Cup, but I tell you what, the 88,000 fans who are crammed into these stadiums, roughly give or take a few, are making some kind of noise. you got to be able to hear that all over the nation of Qatar. (laughs) Pretty amazing to hear and to see. And even as the United States gets ready for England coming up the day after Thanksgiving, Uh, We've already seen fireworks at the FIFA World Cup 2022. So a couple of the results from yesterday that you hear on Fox Sports, Mexico and Poland, they actually play to a draw, a scoreless draw. So what's worse than a 1-1 draw? A scoreless draw. But the defending champion France manhandles Australia 4-1. to And then at the very end, you hear the highlight as Saudi Arabia, the second lowest ranked team in this entire field, takes out Argentina with Lionel Messi. Now, there were, let's see, Messi scored on a penalty kick early in this game. Then in the first half, Argentina had three goals disallowed on offsides. Ah, for those of you who are hockey fans, it's very similar. Not exactly the same rules, but it's it's that it can be that close. It can be that hard to see. And there can be reviews. Three different goals that were disallowed because of offsides. So Argentina could very well have had a blowout against Saudi Arabia, expected to be one of the easier opponents in their group stage. Except now you've got the king of Saudi Arabia declaring it a public holiday because they took out big, bad Argentina and Lionel Messi. Messi, 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 Messi. (laughs) His comments, well, they're pointed. You thought it was disappointing that the United States ended up with a draw against Wales. That's nothing compared to how humongous, how... How stunning, how upsetting, how frustrating, how much of a step back and a setback it is for Argentina to lose to Saudi Arabia. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We do not have the audio because it was not in English, but I do want to read you some of Messi's quotes because these are pointed. These would explain to you. Argentina does not lose on this stage. They just don't. He was asked how his team was feeling after the game, and he said the truth, dead. Dead. It's a very hard blow because we did not expect to start in this way. This is Argentina, one of the tournament favorites before the World Cup ever commenced. We expected to get the three points that would have given us calmness. Things happen for a reason. We have to prepare for what is coming. We have to win, and it depends on us. There are no excuses. We are going to be more united than ever. This group is strong, and we have shown it. It's a painful loss, but we have to continue to trust ourselves. We must turn the page and move on. How are you, How is your team feeling? Dead. A shocking defeat. I mean, we're talking epic proportions. In the history of Argentinian soccer, Argentinian football, rarely have there been any results that are more shocking on the national level than this one. Now, Messi said they didn't take their opponents lightly. And they're going to f- turn things around. But you know who they have in their group? Mexico and Poland. This is not going to be easy. My message to the supporters is to have faith. We won't leave them stranded. They're the reigning Copa champions. And get this. They had gone through 36 matches without losing until Saudi Arabia. They would have equaled Italy as the national team with the longest unbeaten streak in history if they had not lost to Saudi Arabia. They scored two goals in their only two shots on goal. That's just as stunning. Two shots on goal? They come in a five-minute span, and that's it for Saudi Arabia. The Saudis scored two goals on two shots in a five-minute span? Argentina essentially dominated the rest of the match and lost. That's soccer. Now, it's also hockey. It's a similar character characteristics to hockey. But, man, I thought the U.S. loss was kind of a smack in the face. Imagine how the Argentinians feel. They certainly would have run away with our mortification Monday poll. <laughs> As it was, the Minnesota Vikings gave them a run for their money. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of polls, uh, we've got a couple of them up on our social media. So on Twitter, After Hours CBS, we're asking you dressing or stuffing. What do you call it? And yeah, you can give me all the reasons, all the technical terms. Dressing is in a casserole dish. Stuffing's in the bird. It doesn't matter. Actually, I love the word nomenclature that was used by a listener on our Facebook page. Yeah, it's, we're talking about semantics. We call it dressing (laughs) on my mom's side of the family, regardless of how it was cooked. The dressing goes in the turkey and then it becomes the stuffing. (laughs) So we've got that poll up, which is kind of funny. And then in addition, I don't, let's see if TD of the week is still, yep, TD of the week is still going for a few more minutes. And we're also asking you the one Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dish, excuse me, that you must have present on your table. Some of you are giving love to the actual bird. I'm surprised at how many people uh, are kicking the bird to the curb. (laughs) 
I know I'm a weirdo. Just, just nod and smile. It's totally fine to laugh at your host. I assume that you are, in fact, laughing at me. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Producer Jay, did you manage to grab a clip from Ask Amy Anything? I did. All right, well, let's hear it. This was from the video version of Ask Amy that we recorded last week, so that's why we're not doing it right now like we normally do. Uh, instead, we're asking you to check it out on our YouTube channel, but just to whet your appetite. Charlie wants to know, do you like that the Lions and the Cowboys play every year on Thanksgiving or would you like to see other teams get an opportunity to get that stage? Other teams do get an opportunity right. to get the stage. They just cycle in. Yes, I love it. I'm a big fan of traditions. And I think on Thanksgiving, you've got families and cities and teams that build their traditions around the Cowboys and the Lions and hosting football games. So I love it. But it doesn't mean that other teams don't get a chance to experience it. I mean, the fact that we see the Lions and the Cowboys every year, it's like a signal a trigger and the Lions always play the early game and the Cowboys always play the middle game because that's just the tradition Thanksgiving is one of those traditional holidays it's perfect right it's family and friends however it is that you celebrate this year for me it's friends it's food it's fun it's football that just it's perfect it's a perfect <laughs> blend it just goes together and so yes I like that in a world that's constantly changing breakneck speed 100 miles per hour social media where the news cycle is every 12 hours there are still some traditions that we can count on lions and cowboys on Thanksgiving oh good stuff that even more so uh, gets me all fired up for what's to come on Thursday. By the way, if you hadn't heard, I will be here Thursday night. I enjoy working holidays. They're generally less chaos at the office, but also uh, when we leave in the mornings, there's nobody around, which is great. I, no joke. I can literally take five minutes off my commute on a holiday morning, and I'm home, and, and it's great. Uh, and so I will be here Thursday night, not tomorrow night. And Producer Jay's off the rest of the week. But I'll be here Thursday night to talk about these three football games. We'll preview the other two. Coming up on Saturday, though, we've got a clash of the Titans. Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan Wolverines, they got the best of Ohio State last year. And for Ryan Day, it's been a, a, it's been a minute now since Ohio State has had the upper hand in this incredible rivalry that we look forward to every year. So here are the two head coaches about what's to come this weekend. Four years. It's, it's been a while. And uh, being the 100th year anniversary is going to mean a lot more to a lot of people, um, you know, on Saturday. Uh, we understand that. And um, there's nothing like quite quite like the game, you know, and um, certainly have learned, um, you know, so much over, you know, my time here at Ohio State about what this tradition means to so many uh, across the country. And that's why we work the game so hard and take a lot of pride in being our best here. And this is our number one goal every season. Yeah, really, a really Good team, improved team. Um, it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous team, and you know, we're very, we're very grateful to um, to be in this position to be playing in this game. Um, you know, winner takes the East, you know, winner takes all, right there. So um, strong opponent, and um, it's the it's the kind of situation that gives you the opportunity to display how strong our team is. Um, you know, there's, there's no need to hate. You know, be grateful for the opponent. It's like superheroes. Uh, it's through a strong opponent that you get to find out who you are. Uh, they have a lot of players that are really good. they got great players. we got great players. They have great coaches. 
We have great coaches. <laughs> they have players with Thank you. Heisman habits. We have players with Heisman habits. And congratulations. Um, I'll be grateful for having the opportunity to play in this kind of big game. The winner of this game that takes place at the Horseshoe. So the Buckeyes get to host this year. You heard Ryan Day talk about the four-year losing skid. It's been a long time. Uh, so f- for th- for this purpose, at least, the Buckeyes will have an upper hand, maybe. I mean, it's it's an incredible atmosphere. So is the big house. But they got to figure out... Uh, how to how to kind of cr- like break through and, and and crack this egg so to speak. Uh, number two Buckeyes and number three Michigan. They're both eleven and zero. Now the winner will obviously move on to the Big Ten championship and potentially would have the edge in the college football playoff. But what about the loser? Like that's the big question. And we will ask that question of Jerry Palm, who is our college football insider and knows all about how these rankings are put together with the college football playoff committee. He's been allowed to have a peek behind the curtain. So he has insight and intel. He's going to join us in 25 minutes. 12th time these rivals have met with both ranked in the top five. So as Jim Harbaugh talks about, this is nothing new. It's a lot of superheroes on the field together. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 